Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, welcome to the Influential You podcast. I'm Josh D'Amigo, program faculty member for Influential You and your host for this weekly podcast. At Influential You, we teach you how to take charge of your career and amplify your professional influence. Since 2009, we've helped thousands of business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs become more influential, more rewarded, and more you. Today, we're continuing our Legends on Legends series. At Influential You, we have a group that is held in our highest regard and admiration. This group is our esteemed alumni. Esteemed alumni are those who have completed our four-year curriculum in transactional competence. The most ambitious of our esteemed alumni are Green Berets, if you will, studying a program that's called Legends. Our legends are often top performers in their fields and have experienced level of satisfaction that only comes from years and years of deliberate practice and study. This program is led in fellowship with co-founders Kirkland Tibbles and John Patterson, and this initiative includes a wide range of strategies to advance and expand their own application of transactional competence and pave the path in the study of transactional leadership. Over the course of the next few months, we'll have special episodes of the Influential Podcast. I'll be introducing our two guests and then getting out of the way so that you may experience the expertise and communication between two of our participants. Now, if you listen closely, I believe that you'll hear a level of transactional leadership that is quite novel in day-to-day -day conversation. Today, I'm excited to let you know that we are welcoming Dr. Daphne Thompson and Marnie Power to the Legends on Legends series. Dr. Daphne Thompson is the owner of Connecting Medicine out of Tasmania, Australia, where she has over 35 years of experience in both biomedical research and Chinese medicine. At her clinic, she offers acupuncture, Chinese herbal medicine, and Chinese massage and specializes in women's health, bowel disease and digestive problems, pain management, respiratory disease, and all kinds of chronic conditions that do not respond to conventional treatments. Now, she's not just a clinician or researcher. She's also contributed significantly to policy and program development at the national and international levels in biotechnology in London, England. And you're just going to enjoy her. She's such a treat. Marnie Power is a senior program faculty member at Influential U, where she leads and coaches our faculty in facilitating the fundamentals of transaction program. She also leads Priority in Practice, which is my favorite program, and Mechanics in Practice for Influential You. She's also the owner of Empower Consulting out of Charlottesville, Virginia, where she is a productivity consultant and executive coach for department chairs, senior leaders, and academic clinicians within the healthcare field. Please welcome Dr. Daphne Thompson and Marnie Power to the Influential You podcast. Ladies, I am so glad that you're both here because I'm going to get my uneducated self out of the way <laughs> and let you guys with all of those accolades take over. So enjoy your podcast. Josh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Me. I got to tell you, I am so dang excited to be here with you. Um, I, you know, you and I were scheduled to talk to different people. Now we get to talk to each other and I just love that we get to engage in this. Before we get into our whole Legends Initiative, which I cannot wait to hear about your book, um, I want to know, and I think other people want to know, just quickly, what was your journey? How did you find out about Influential You? Well, I, um, I had a friend who had, um, um, we had been in another type of education together of personal development. And um, 
Drew Knowles had been involved with that. Mm. And she came to me really excited one day and she said, Daphne, you're never going to guess I've discovered what Drew Knowles is doing. And I think it's going to be really good because I've just set up um, in my clinic and I'd never been in business by myself before. And she said, I think it's going to be absolutely perfect for you. And at the time I went, I can't do it. I'm too busy. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to set this up. And I think she asked me three times and then I think the third time it was actually on a Saturday and I said, I can make that. I'll come in. And within, I, so I got the train into Melbourne and um, I sat down in the room and I started listening. And with half an hour, I just thought I'm doing this program, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it was really out of my respect for this friend and also from, for Drew Knowles and what I knew he was up for. He'd always been very straight with me. Um, I thought this is what you need. <laughs> oh, that's so great. And obviously, yeah. because here you are, how many years, when did you do the fundamentals? Oh, I did the fundamentals in um, 2014. I think right. May 2014. So I was behind you, Marnie, because you <laughs> what, when did you start? Uh, I completed the fundamentals of transaction program in 2012. So I started right in the mid to late wow. part of 2011. So I'm one so of that was an FOT 13. So fundamentals of transaction 13. Uh, We're now leading fundamentals of transaction 86. That's amazing, Marnie. And what led you to go <laughs> into the education? Well, our CEO, John Patterson, uh, and mm -hmm. I used to work together. In fact, we had a very funky relationship where I was his boss, he was my boss. So just something like that. And John called me and he's like, Marnie, you got to do this program. And I'm like, John, I'm getting my master's. There's no way I'm taking on another study. <laughs> so I think uh, about three months later, Marnie, you got to do this program. And then he told me a little bit about it. And I said, John, I haven't finished my master's. I'm not doing this. <laughs> and then he calls me again. And he says, Marnie, you really got to do this program. How's your money? And I was like, what? That's a very personal <laughs> question to be asking me. We haven't talked in 20 some odd years. But Daphne, that conversation that we, I was just really willing to get on is he said some very direct, straightforward things to me that had me go, okay, I got what you're saying. I'll take this thing. So as I'm completing my master's, I started with the fundamentals of transaction program. And for me, in the middle of the program, I called up John and I said, John, this is freaking brilliant. Now I've been Daphne in, in training and development for probably now 30 years, I'm going to date myself for a long time. And um, I said, I, I, I want to, I want to lead this education. And uh, lo and behold, he set me up to work with somebody else who used to be a part of our company. And I, I worked with her for a while and I started leading our priority and practice program um, probably by the end of 2012, the beginning of 2013. And I haven't stopped ever since. You haven't, Marnie, and you are amazing at what you do because I have had the privilege of, of um, listening into priority and practice and also to working with you as a mentor in Fundamentals of Transactions on the Women Programme. And I remember how thrilled I was when I heard that you had now you were now certified to lead fundamentals of transaction. And I thought, yes, it's just, <laughs> yes. I mean, because I think for women, it's really good to see other women in leadership's roles. Yes. Oh gosh, Daphne, for the longest time, I was the only female faculty member 
there was all men. Now we have a couple of women. So I'm pretty excited in that process. But um, yeah, for a long time, it was just men. Yeah. And, 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 you know, fantastic that you actually, um, you stuck with it because I, I know from my research career in science, I once had a comment said, said to me, there was about 13 of us in a room and uh, they said, we have a token woman in the room. Does she have an opinion? And, um, Whoa. And, and, that was, and that was the kind of intimidating environment that, um, that as a research scientist, and I'm going to date myself now because that was um, 30 years ago at least, um, you know, being the only woman in a, in a, in a senior position in science. And, and it is intimidating. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, I, yeah. I, we're dealing with transactional competence. And I think I like to think that influential you uh, practices what we preach. So I've never had the experience and I know it's there because I've had it in many other parts of my life being a, a woman, but I've never had the experience that influential you called Marnie's the token woman or anything to that effect because of how we transact. I've always felt um, that they've elevated me in many, many ways. Uh, so that's been fantastic for me. I yeah. know that is wonderful. And I think that is the, the value and the utility of transactional competence and learning how to transact. Yes. It's like bringing together um, a, a meeting of minds. It means that you actually have so many different facets of light. And it's a little bit like a gemstone. You know, if you only have it cut at one angle, you're very much limiting the light that you can bring to a problem. Mm -hmm. But if you have lots of different angles, we call them aspects in the, in, in the education, yep. and then you actually, the light just gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And that is what is, to me, is the, 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 the value of, of, of um, transacting with people and bringing people together and getting a meeting of minds. Absolutely. And, and listen, that brings me right to your Legends Project, because, um, you know, we're here to sort of talk about with people what we're doing in terms of our Legend in Initiative. And I know from conversations you and I have had, and believe you me, I wish we could have a whole lot more, that you bring a whole different uh, thinking. So, uh, uh, so thinking from most uh, Western medicine perspective and Eastern medicine perspective, and that you have this commitment that instead of us just being oriented towards one or the other, the opportunity of, of what you just described, being you know, well-versed and open to so many other experiences. So tell me a little bit about your legend initiative and whatever you need to say to kind of bring us to this whole, I think you, you wrote this 360 degree lens that you get to view medicine through. So tell us a little bit about that and your Legends Initiative. I know wow. I just gave you a lot. I gave you a ton. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's okay. And my brain's going tick, 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 tick. <laughs> so um, if I can take you back kind of to the start, because I was a very dedicated research scientist. Um, and I actually... Um, um, changed. I was actually going up to study history and I changed to doing microbiology. And from there, that led me to a PhD in 
gut metabolism back in the 1980s when really oh there was no listening for that because, you know, um, we talk about fashions and we tend to think about fashions and clothing wear, but, you know, science goes in fashions, mm. you mm. know, and the fashion had very much shifted to the molecular side of things, which isn't surprising because the science is based on reductionist philosophy. So we're mm. constantly studying smaller and smaller units which makes it fantastic for acute conditions, you know, like if you break something or if you have organ failure, because it really understands the minutiae and the detail. But for me, one of the limitations is, is it, it's focused so much on the small parts of the organism that it loses sight of the whole. Mm. So mm. I see Western medicine as being very much about the organism. Yes. And complementary medicine very much about the environment and in the study of philosophy metaphysics it's about the organism in the environment and how I see it is the environment doesn't just include um your physical environment it also includes the people yes so, so all so that is all of that so um, so I see that there is great synergy. And, and the question I often get asked is, how on earth did you switch, Daphne? You mm. know, from having your mind trained in the in really focused. And I guess part of it began when I moved from being a research scientist at the bench with my own research team to um, policy and program work in biotechnology in London. And then I actually had to start thinking um, wider in terms of how you could serve, um, you know, um, the, the scientific, popu you know, the biotechnology population, what needed to get done and what was going on there and what was missing. Huh. And so, so I think that was probably the beginning of my training of thinking bigger rather than focused. Yes. And, um, and something at the time was, because everyone was so focused on the molecular side of things, um, I thought was really important was interdisciplinary research. And now interdisciplinary research, and you'll know thing. all about this, is, is the <laughs> it's thing. It's the thing now, yes. <laughs> but at the time, it wasn't the thing at all. And people wow, were very, very defensive of their areas. And that's what I mean about science going in fashions, you know. That's so... so yeah. And and it's the same with Chinese medicine went in fashions too. So you actually have different schools of acupuncture that emphasize different things. Huh. It's the same system. So um, that has led me to, um, to study four different schools of acupuncture because they all have different strengths. And some of them are really um, good at, at the physical healing. Some are really good at the mental healing and some are really good at the emotional healing. And to me, the emotional healing and is all about the feelings. And it's something that we are so poor in Western culture at articulating. Yes. And yet, and yet um, it is so important. And um, can I share a story with you? I'd love to. I, listen, the truth is I could sit here and listen to you talk about this all day long because this is absolutely of interest to me. I have to say one thing. Can I just say one really quick thing? Absolutely. No, please the do. The thing that's going through my head as you're talking about this and you're talking about 
God, I wish I could say it uh, as eloquently as you can. But as you're talking about the fashion of microbiology and, and, and how we were focused in one thing, I kept thinking of how the world thinks of a transaction as that point of sale, that one thing. And yes. yet there's so much more involved in any transaction. There's the eight different exchanges. And so as funny as you're listening to this, I'm making all these connections to influential you and what we teach, because you're talking about, we are not just an aspect, but, and then you're talking about the physical environment, the social environment, all of that. So Daphne, I, like I said, I could listen to you forever because I'm hearing all these connections that I'm making. So go on. Tell us your no, story. I'm, no, I'm, but, and, and that is, and, and I love what you've actually just said, because it is, you are so right about the transaction, because we've brought it back to just the exchange of money. But you don't give that money unless you see value and utility. In, and you can Absolutely. see that that is, at, that, that is actually going to, um, you know, improve your quality of life in some way mm -hmm. um and and so i really think we need to broaden that uh you know um our understanding and indeed from a business perspective and from a health perspective it's yes. really important yes and we are so no not we i can't say this is a general but my experience is especially since i work with uh western medicine physicians in what I do with my, my business, there is a narrow view of how to help a human being become healthy. And I listen to you and there's this whole broad view and what might it be like? And I know that your legends initiative has something to do with this, but what might it be like if we started to bridge and looked at the human body as the whole of the human body, as opposed to what you said earlier, an organism? or one yeah. specific organism or, you know, the hand. How is the hand connected to everything else and the healing of all that? So all this intrigues me. I don't know if I'm Listen, making any sense you've just to you. Given me, you're not making yes. sense to me. You are making total sense to me. And you have just given me the most perfect segue to the story I was going to oh, tell you about. And it's about this young girl who came to me because I still do pop-up clinics in, in, in Ballarat's four times a year for existing clients who wanted me to go back and, and help them with mm -hmm. their health. Mm -hmm. And um, she came into me and she's the most lovely person. And she said, I don't know if you're going to be able to help me, Daphne, but my hand, she said, she said, it just, it gets really stiff and sore. And she said, it's now spreading up to my elbow and into my shoulder blade. And I, and, 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 she said, you know, she said, I've been to physio. She said, I've been to a hand therapist. And she said, nothing seems to be working. So I do what I always do. And I got her on the treatment bed. And, and, I, and because to me, it's all about body balance. And we are all about flow. And the, when you have pain, there's a break in the connection of mm -hmm. the flow in your body. So... Um, I put a needle, it was her hand, but I put a needle in her foot and, and I got her to start moving her hand. And I said, now, is that feeling a bit easier? And she said, yes, it is. And then I, so then I came round um, to, to her hand and I, 
and I put in another needle and she had been through five years ago, she went through a lot of grief. And at the same time, she gave birth to her first child and she's had another child since then. Hmm. And the point I put in is a big point of grief because the acupuncture points, Mai tried to get rid of it and he just had physical um, uses of points. But there was actually what they called the spirits of the point. So I put in a point that um, Excuse me. Um, that from a spirit point of view can really help process grief. Well, the floodgates literally opened. And mm. for me, when that happens, what's really important is I just hold the space, make them feel safe, and help them process that emotion that they have stored in their body. And actually, um, I got a text message from her saying, Daphne, my hand's fine. Everything's fine. So you really get that connectedness between, you know, your physical body, your mental mind, and, you know, that emotional being that we are. That's so good. And I know that um, that connection that you're speaking about, you know, your Legends Initiative is about writing a children's book. And so tell us a little bit about what that, because you, from my understanding is everything you just shared is what you want kids to understand in writing your book. It is. And I'm going to do this really quickly, Marnie, because I really want to get on to hear about your Legends project <laughs> <Fair enough>. too. Okay, because <laughs> I've done quite enough talking. So anyway, so, um, so what I, um, it's really, it's, it's a book about healing and it's about children who, um, who are exploring, um, it's called The Healing Well, and it's about children um, they have a they have a breakdown in the family with their mother's health and they move and it's about them exploring their natural environment and through observing nature beginning to understand how their body works hmm. because what I'm about I want to empower people in their health yeah. as much as I can because that's what speaks to me that's so yeah. good and how far are you in the book and when do I get to read it I'm about I'm just over halfway through uh-huh. and um and it's just it's been I go in ebbs and I mean I do try um, and put aside a certain time every day when I write it yeah and sometimes I get um sometimes it flows really well and sometimes I I come to a bit and I go oh crumbs where am I going with this now so I've never I've, I've written a PhD but I've never written a children's book. So I'm, you know, it's exciting. It's one of the things I love about this education is that it gives you um, a compass and it gives you a barometer to actually navigate life. And I think that is just, that's fantastic. But please, I want to hear, because I am fascinated to know about your project and how you actually, I would talk about herding cats, having been in the academic world and the whole business of rule and divide, you know, rather than actually collaboration. So how's it going and and what are you doing with people? What are your results? So this is, uh, so people don't know, my Legends Project is about bringing an element of transactional competence to either the University of Virginia, which is here in Charlottesville, or to Virginia Commonwealth University, which is in Richmond, which is fairly close to where I live, right? Um, And what I want to do is I want to bring in one of our our programs. We now uh, recently released a, um, uh, how do I say it? 
an opportunity for people to license our IP. So we call them influential you consultants. So I am an influential you consultant and I really want to, to do one of our programs. Ideally I'd like to do our TCX program, but that's a 12 week program. That's a massive initiative to bring into academia, which you could understand. So I'm looking at bringing a minimum a two day workshop. Now, I started off at University of Virginia. And if you know anything about it, and you probably don't, but for those of you who are listening, May, University of Virginia is very much rooted in Thomas Jefferson, who was one of our presidents. And um, in my opinion, the University of Virginia moves at the flow of its history of Thomas Jefferson. In other words, it takes an act of Congress, God, and a few others to get anything to happen as a new initiative at UVA. So uh, I've been trying to, in different ways, work on this in different ways. So I was going to bring it to the School of Medicine because that's where my most experience is. And I work with academic physicians and I have a a very dear place in my heart for what an academic physician deals with in any given day. And one of the things that you pointed to is there's, there is a level of collaboration but there's also a whole lot of competition. Mm -hmm. And what I wanna do is I want people to better understand how to work well with each other so that the collaboration collaboration becomes more smooth as opposed to fits and starts. And there's a lot of fits and starts to the collaboration. So I've been talking to people at UVA. Uh, I actually thought I would try the Department of Engineering for a while. Because uh, yeah. I had a, an in there and uh, it didn't go so well. Now, I've learned a lot. I learned that as much as I thought I spoke about our education from a, a holistic perspective, a human being perspective, all they heard was business. And if you understand academia, which you do, you business and academia don't meet really well unless you're in the school of business, right? Yeah. Uh, so, it's, it's moving. I have a meeting in a couple of weeks with uh, one person to have a conversation about it. And I think that's positive. But then I've been working with a physician in pediatrics. And I think I might be able to bring it into uh, pediatrics. So I don't know. I'm still in the, you know, I'm, I'm not giving up. I, I could be working at it more diligently but I'm developing conversations. And Daphne, if it does not happen this year, which is when it's supposed to happen, um, I'm not stopping because I think academia could grow tremendously from understanding transactional competence. Well, I think it's absolutely wonderful what you're doing because you know, if you think about it, the human species got ahead, not through rule and divide, we got ahead through collaboration. Mm-hmm. We are a species that got ahead through working together. And if we don't go back on that pathway, you know, we are going to weaken as a species. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I, and, and it's, and it's actually, we've got so much more in common than we have, um, you know, I'm looking at between Chinese and Western medicine, and it's all in the language, you know. And to me, what you bring with um, your transactional skills 
um, is so important and slow, steady growth, which is what I'm hearing you're actually yes. saying is, is fantastic. And you know, it's that thing in um, Trevor Phillips book in the education chapter, mm -hmm. when it's all about knowledge and then you apply it. And from that experience, you feed it back into knowledge. And yes. that's, that's, it's that cycle that I can hear that you're actually applying, which is, which is wonderful. So yeah, you know, it's important. And I have a question. I've got a real burning question. Can oh, I ask you? Of course. <laughs> in, in terms of, and this is probably the next stage, but in terms of, um, I've had a bit of experience with working with an oncologist in Ballarat to help women with hot flushes. Mm. Um, our post-breast cancer decreased their hot flushes. And it was because she actually studied, she did a master's in America and in public health that she, she was open to using acupuncture to help with that. I know how pressurized physicians are and I can hear that you get it too. And yeah. it's actually about opening a pathway for them through collaboration and maybe the next stage through looking at how complementary medicine can, because as a physician, all you want to do is help somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't have a solution, you feel wretched. So it's actually opening their minds to, you know, you might not have that solution, but another collaborator could. I mean, have you had that type of conversation with them? I have. I've been able to, uh, through my Empower Consulting work, I've been able to work with an inter interdisciplinary team um, and some young physicians and physician uh, scientists as they begin to develop their career, uh, really looking at this interdisciplinary approach. So I've had that opportunity, and I know that the um, physician that I'm working with, a pediatrician that I'm working with, uh, is collaborating all over the U.S. and international with folks in Africa at this point in time, really looking at what are some of the solutions that uh, we can bring to the world. So definitely it's there. I think it's there more and more. Uh, that there's a lot of collaborating in different fields and looking at things. I, you know, I still think there's sometimes a hole that, that risking your own identity to help somebody else. Like I want to get, you know, the, the viewpoint called, I want to advance and who can I, uh, I don't want to say it that way. Cause I don't think that's accurate. How can I advance? What's the ways I can advance? And sometimes People aren't thinking collaboratively or transactionally or reciprocal exchange. I'll help you. You help me. And that is, that is, is so important in, you know, for any advancement, mm -hmm. you know, that whole um, reciprocal, you know, and even with the patient clinician relationship, Absolutely. you know, it's about, you know, it's about, and, and one of the things, you know, I'm thinking one of the games that we play at conference in, in um, Influential You is there's two words we're not allowed to say. Uh -huh. And one of which I am going to say right now um, is interesting. Yes. And I actually thought about, well, what is interesting? And it actually means I don't know. And, and the ability, you know, we, we started this conversation talking about the importance of being straight in conversation. Yes. And actually, instead of saying interesting, what holds us back? And it's that identity thing of is, I don't know. And there's no shame in not knowing. If if you look at the really greats of the world, you know, um, 
Yehudi Menuhin, he was really happy, the brilliant violinist, was really happy to learn how to play jazz violin and recognized that there was, he was trained classically, but jazz violin had, had a totally different aspect <coughs> to offer. And so I guess the question is, how do you think we can actually lessen that, um, that concern about shame, about not knowing? I so love that question. And I don't have an answer, but I'm going to explore it with you. Uh, and I love that question because I have been dealing with myself in uh, expanding Empower Consulting. And what that will take is going out there and making invitations and talking to people about what I do. And mostly I was stopped by, uh, first off, trying to sell myself, which is just a bad idea. I'm not selling myself. I'm selling the services. But I was also stopped by, what if I don't know? What if I bump up against somebody and I really don't know and I'm supposed to be the expert? Uh, so I think it's a conversation that we're always dealing with. And are we willing to be able to say, you know what? I have a whole lot of value. I have a whole lot of knowledge and I cannot address that question or I don't know the answer to that question. Let's explore it together. So I say to you, I don't have an answer to your question, but let's explore. What could that look like? That's a great line of inquiry. I really like it, Marnie. Um, and and it's actually um, it's actually about. I think it's about feeling comfortable in your own skin, hmm. and being honest about what you have to contribute, and not and not. Um, being scared of saying what your limits are. Mm. And not comparing. So as you're talking yes. about here, oh my God, how often do we compare ourselves? You know, going to, like for me, I go to conference and we have some of incredibly, yourself being one of many, incredibly successful people. And every now and then I look around that room and I'm like, what am I doing here? But I've talked to people who go to conferences. There's not one person who I've ever talked to who doesn't have that thought. I absolutely agree with you. Comparing and, and is a big. It is yeah. the most, it is a waste of energy comparing. Oh, yeah. It's actually, um, it's actually, why can't we compare it like a recipe in soup? And this is something I remember Drew using as an example years ago, was he'd go, you, you taste that soup and you go, it's missing something. And you just add that ingredient. And it's actually, so instead of saying, look, I've got this and this is what I can bring and you can bring this. So what's missing? And we talk about surplus of help in the yes. ecology. And so it's okay to to not to have that and to actually to to find someone who can help you because yeah. again it comes back to that whole idea of the human species is we actually collaborated together and actually got help from each other so we actually were successful so that was the model that got us here so you know if it ain't broke you know don't fix it <laughs> that was what henry ford said wasn't it <laughs> I don't know who said it, but I've heard it many times. <laughs> it just brings me to that whole thing of, you know, why we don't sometimes do that is because we have a, some threat. So we've got to be willing to deal with our threats. That's why we talk about 
you know, this is, I don't know why I keep coming back to influence you. Maybe it's because I lead our education, but I keep, it brings me back to thinking about our conditions of life and where we're threatened. And sometimes when we're threatened, we revert to a, a, you know, an automatic instinct, which is to either fight or flight. And that fight sometimes can look like not sharing authentically what's there because you're threatened. So that's what I was thinking. I know we've only got a couple of minutes, uh, Daphne, but I could keep talking about this forever. Oh, no. And listen, I find that fascinating because fear is based in the kidney system in Chinese medicine. It's the emotion associated in the, in the really? kidney system, which includes the adrenals, that flight and fright. And it's actually the one emotion that penetrates really deeply into the brain. So I think you're so spot on that we actually need how to deal with our fear yes. in a much more constructive way so we can actually collaborate authentically with each other. Yeah, that's really good. That's good. Oh my God. All the stuff that we covered in this conversation. I had no idea. Hey, Josh. Josh. Hi, Josh. <laughs> What's he looking for there? Oh, I'm his microphone. Sure my microphone. <laughs> Speaking of fear, you want to talk about the fear of losing your host job as a podcast host. Great job, ladies. Thank you so much. Before we go, tell me a little bit about the experience because neither of you have a podcast that you're necessarily running. Like, Tell me what it was like to kind of talk with each other and, and, and hold the room the way that you did, co-create this with each other. Well, I was incredibly lucky being able to co-create with Marnie, who has mm. is so expert in this. You know, so for me, I could have been very fearful if I hadn't had someone with Mar Marnie's expertise in transacting and communication. So thank you, Marnie, so much. It's uh, been such a pleasure. You're so welcome. Uh, for me, Josh, it was just a blast. I, um, you know, I start off being slightly nervous. I kind of forgot we were doing a podcast every now and then I'm like, Ooh, there's a podcast. We should make certain that we're talking about and, But then it was like, you know, anything Daphne and I talk about is, uh, can be valuable to somebody who wants to hear about what's possible. So for me, it was just, uh, it was fantastic. Just hanging out with you, Daphne. Oh, and the well, places similar. that we went. I mean, it was just, who knew? So much fun. Yeah. I could definitely see, I've been reading a lot about flow lately and I could definitely see it all over both of you guys. So I look forward to unpacking all of it with you on the Legends program. Thank you both for being guests and now the hosts, the co-hosts of your own episode of the Influential You podcast. Great. Josh, thank okay. you. Daphne, thank you. We got to connect sometime soon. Yeah, I absolutely agree, Marnie. And Josh, thank you so much for providing the platform for us. It's just absolutely wonderful. Um, so thank you. And you're always just so lovely the way you deal with us all. You have such a gift. Oh, thank thank you, you so much because I know my CEO is watching. We'll talk to you guys <laughs> later. Have a good one. Now, if you want to be around people like this and get your heart filled like mine just was, please go to InfluentialU.Global and explore our courses, consulting, and conferences. We offer a four-year curriculum for those seeking an advanced experience. However, if you're new to InfluentialU, we recommend you start with Thrive, our self-guided training, and you can actually do that today. Thrive is a self-guided program that lets you learn at your own pace. Thrive members enjoy weekly live e-coaching sessions and an ever-expanding library of exclusive video lessons with our faculty, thought leaders, and industry experts. You'll get proven proprietary tools to accurately assess your career and develop a realistic strategy to achieve your aims faster. Your membership also includes chat access to faculty 
plus discounts to our transformative conferences. You can sign up today. If you use promo code 20 off, you'll get a 20% discount on the monthly subscription. Once again, that coupon code is 20 off, 20OFF. Thank you so much for listening today. Each week we stream live at 2 p.m. Pacific on our website, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and YouTube, so you can easily share this podcast with others. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or any place you get your quality podcasts. Check out our show notes for links to connect with our guests, plus links to websites, books, or special downloads that we talked about in today's episode. This podcast is made possible by the Influential You staff, faculty, and members all around the world. With a special thanks to our executive producer, Tyson Crandall, our in-studio producer, Michael Teehee. Thank you. I couldn't do it without you, Teehee. With contributions from John Patterson, Joey Anderley, Daryl Anderley, Paul West, and Liz Smiley. And a very special thanks to our guests, Dr. Daphne Thompson and Marnie Power. The Influential You podcast is produced by Influence Ecology, LLC in Ventura, California. This episode was recorded on April 5th, 2023. The podcast theme is by Chris Standring, entitled Fast Trained Everywhere. And if you haven't yet offered a rating or review, I ask that you take a moment right now, jump onto iTunes or whatever podcast you're listening to, and let us know what you think. This helps us more than you know. And we'll see you next week on the Influential You podcast. Thank you.